the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Glake. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. All right, it's a nice day here at Millburgers. Overcast, slight breeze, not too hot. And cloudy. It is cloudy. Well, normally you correct me, so I didn't know whether you you wanted well, to. Correct. I was just thinking it was pretty humid. It is humid, <laughs> but you know. But it is uh, the uh, forecast is I think for the rest of the week. It's not going to get above a hundred. Woohoo! Get out of here. All right. That's wonderful. Ninety-eight. A lot of 98. Yeah, did you see Sunday and Monday forecast? Just in the newspaper, yeah. 20% chance. Oh, wow. Of showers. Yeah. Whoopee! <laughs> and yeah. on, uh, even on uh, July 4th. All right. So there'll be hopefully... 20%. All right. I'm going to go look at and see. I hope it doesn't rain rain a lot of places. When did you look at that? <laughs> uh, yesterday. All right. Last let's see. night. Let's, uh, let's yesterday. see if it's changed any. But, uh, yeah, come on by and visit with us. Ask your gardening questions in person. That's what we're here for. Or call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And let's talk gardening with you. We'll find out what's happening. Is it pretty much, have the uh, spring tomatoes pretty much uh, exhausted themselves? Pretty much, but I got one uh, BHN 968 that uh, they, <laughs> they will not give up. Yeah. Won't give it up, huh? Uh, and, uh, and there's the, one of the, uh, it's just a little bit surprising. Uh, it's in the main in the in the raised bed garden rather than in the containers the containers are, are long done but oh, okay but those two that I wanted to just experiment with are are still producing good good deal all right okay uh, here it is a little uh, ruby crush is still producing it's in a container, is but it? It, it gets, yeah. Oh, wow. That is the toughest plant. How, how much are you watering it? You do not want to know what I did to that plant. How tall is it? It's not very tall. Is, is it produ- it's producing it, fruit, it, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's still producing fruit. I've got to pick some ripe ones off today. It's how, not, it's not how, a lot. How many fruit would you say is on there, Matthew? Right this second? Yeah. Do I have to answer that question? Yes. No, you can lie. Fifty, sixty. Uh, <laughs> 50, 60. Tomatoes. Is that, is that right? No, probably about five, five to seven. I know, but you don't know what this poor Ruby Crush went through. <laughs> now, the BHN 968, they're about half the size they were when oh, the, the harvest pipe? started. Yeah. But there's still a lot of them on there. 
But yeah, it's hot. I think I've, it's tough. I've got for new me. I've got new blooms and tomatoes coming on mine. Yeah. Oh, from spring. Yeah. The spring one. Wow. Ah. What are you, you got? Ruby Crush and BHN 968. Yes, and uh, this year's Rodeo Tomato. Too. Um. um <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thunderbird. <laughs> it the old old adage was, and I think I've got it in Neil Spears' newsletter today, that. Uh, Generally, the 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 cherry tomatoes was set during the heat, and also set during the cool cold. Well, that's what we used to believe, but uh, in our test, only 968 and uh, Ruby Crush set fruit during extremely hot temperature. So it's the only true heat setter that we have, like. Uh, in comparison to uh, Cherry Large and uh, uh, what are some other small ones? Sweet 100. Uh, yeah. The grape. <laughs> but uh, that test pretty well. Pretty, I, I, I always wrote that too for, uh, for years until we put them out in the field and uh, saw them side by side. And there is a significant difference. Again, 210, I'm sorry, 308-8867. And, Trace, a word on the street is you've got a sale going on right now. Yeah. Oh, I I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. But, yes, yes, he does. Uh, We'll answer for him. He's busy taking care of some other business right now. Still got some chili patines. We do. Parsons potent chili penguins. You have to get somebody some penguins. Oh, I think I was recommending... When I got my hair cut last Saturday, the woman that cut my hair was going to come by Wednesday. And she wanted to, uh, she liked the penguins, and I was talking to her about the pentas. So hopefully, she was she was going to ask for Mary, so we'll have to see if she came by and talked to Mary. But she was real excited. So, Jerry, what did you think about those two new varieties of Esperanzas that you stopped and gawked over? Uh, I think they've got uh, Gold Star Esperanza blood in them. That's what I was going to say. But I wonder if they're from uh, are they from that uh, Phoenix operation out there? Uh, Spring Creek. So okay. uh, I don't know where they got the starters from. Okay. Yeah, they they're good. They're nice. They're they it's orange rather than yellow yeah. like Goldstone. Yes, sir. Good. No, it's okay. it's an interesting color. It's a. <laughs> uh, if that's the only color you can get, I it's guess. It's like a sunset yellow. Yeah. So the outer side of the bloom is more yellow, and the inside is more it's orange. orange. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it definitely has a gold star of blood in it, but uh, it's full bloom. It's pretty. The other thing that's uh, blooming, I saw some out here, too, and when they're blooming at my house, the Duranta, after a couple of years of not doing very well, <laughs> are, are looking good and starting that you forget how deep that purple is yeah. until they start blooming. I don't know how long yours will stay that are blooming now. It's such a attractive purple trace. Did uh, what's what's the name of that thing? What do they call it? Oh, the Esperanza. There's two of them over there. And I, oh, okay. I know gold is in the name, but that's all I can remember. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't look like I'm gonna have to write them a letter or anything. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're selling back selling to you, Trace. That's not the same people. Oh, it's not? Okay. Let's see. <laughs> we have, uh, oh, Mexican Heather. That was a question we had about 
a couple of weeks ago if we had some and did we have some for sale so we have some on sale <laughs> that's the uh, one that attracts all the yeah. all the bees right bees yeah <laughs> bees love them they do I had people that came in they wanted uh, bee attracting stuff for their vegetable garden mm-hmm. uh, you can't go wrong with that one <laughs> yeah always, when you say Mexican Heather I always think of Mr. Wexler because he's <laughs> that was one of his favorite plants oh was it wow did he ever have it make it through the winter? No, no, but uh, he, he said, I'll be promoting it. And I said, are you having sell- trouble selling it? And he said, oh, no, we sell all we can get. <laughs> I said, so why would I promote something? <laughs> you want to talk about Autumn Glow Toad Lily? Uh-oh. Looks like a hosta. Yeah. But viney look. Uh, and the bloom is different, but if you just looked at the foliage, you'd think it was a hosta. Yeah, but it's not. And no, it's have, not. We, have we had that on sale before? I'm trying to figure one, out the ones one we haven't time. had on sale. Okay, one. Well, do you think? What do you think of it in terms of slugs and snails? Is it? Have you heard got any response back from that so far? None. No, desert rose is on sale. That's mm-hmm. a pretty plant. It's the second time for it. Yeah, I was. Th- I knew there was one other. Uh, Bougainvilleas, watering cans, well, little... Bougainvilleas haven't been that ever on sale like that. Oh, 10% off. All sizes. Oh, nice. Where's that big one? Uh-oh. Did it find a home? We sold it. All oh, right. Good. man. I enjoyed looking at that. Didn't you, Bill? There's another one out there. I think it's purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was see. a pretty one. And, uh, Mexican foam pan, knockout roses, that's great. Every, everything that uh, attracts bees and butterflies is on sale that I see. Coral vine? We have it. N- have it. Two and colors? The, and the red one. Just the, just the red. Just the red. That's great. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's booming up a storm out there now. and the, Yeah. You talk about the bees and the... But your 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 Duranta also is a great bee attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got bougainvillea all sizes, ten percent off. And uh, it is uh, Canada Day. Do we have any Canadian plants? <laughs> it's what Canadian? It's Canada Day. What about San Buaca Verbena? Is that a Canadian name or no. si- Sandanqua Sandanqua Viburnum yeah there you go but, but Milton those green carts that everybody's using yeah the, the little four wheeler not the shopping basket but the other one okay yeah they the look like old kids old they got little stickers on the back made in Canada there we go uh. right. <laughs> so in honor of Canada Day we encourage you to come by and uh, pick up one of those and <laughs> wheel it around and they, uh, if you're in Chicago or New York or Washington, D.C., you're uh, not prone to be honoring Canada with, the, yeah. with all the smoke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. All right, well. And I got, to, uh, you see, Mexican fan palm on sale, twenty four eighty eight, regularly twenty nine ninety nine, But... Uh, I got a I got a report uh, yesterday that some people are still having some uh, sago palms come back. And I don't I don't know if it was a reliable source or not, because I said you mean they're coming back from that middle growth in the middle? Yeah, yeah, 
And a, and a lot of those side shoots, you know, the pups, I don't know about the coming back from the center. Well, if, it had, if it had a lot of pups, that's a, a good, pretty good indication that the center, is, the main tr trunk is, is dead. But I didn't argue. And knock out Rare rose. occasion. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, how are they so blessed? <laughs> And Texas Sage, noted for its almost indestructible tolerance to poor soil heat and drought. Guess which one's in there? Uh oh, Lynn Lowry? Yeah, it is. Lynn Lowry. Lynn's legacy, yeah. <laughs> we, we understood. <laughs> but uh, you know what it's, what it's not indestructible to, or what it doesn't tolerate? Wet. Rain. Wet, yeah. Uh, people wet and shade, and uh, a lot of people uh, put them in in the shade of the live oak trees, and then with a automatic watering system. Mm. That's a kiss of death. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've also seen a problem where the drainage. Yeah, yeah. If the drainage flows down into them, they don't, they don't last long. That's what happened to the ones that the original ones planted at the botanical garden. Yeah. The one up there on the observatory, way up at the top, looked great. That's why I first saw Lynn's Lowry. I'm Lynn's Legacy. Uh, but the uh, the one down in the original Xeriscape Garden had a pretty sign on it and everything. It had a huge sinisa, uh, four of them in there. And uh, during the rainy season, they didn't realize that there were springs on, no, that, uh, <laughs> on that location that flowed right through that, where the original Xeriscape Garden was. It killed them, mm. big ones that were donated. I had seen... Um at a uh, rehab facility, they had, uh, it's the first time I really noticed Sinisa, they had them all lined up. Uh, beautiful hedge, probably six feet tall, seven feet yeah. tall. It was beautiful, except the one part that had, th there was one that didn't look good. Yeah. It's right in the middle, and that's where the... Uh, Drainage was? No, it was where the sprinkler head was, yeah. Uh. <laughs> and it did really, I mean, it, it didn't look just slightly not good. It looked yeah, horrible. It brought some out of it. Yeah, there. it was. Uh, but you you see where that thing grows native, and I mean, it's between uh, Uvalde and uh, Del Rio on that highway there. Uh, you look out in that dry uh prairie or, or desert-like conditions, and they're, they're pretty out there. That's where they came from, originally. But we still got figs. I've been harvesting figs. You but, seen any, Cal, Milton? Well, uh, you uh, seen any figs? No, he did bring you some tomatoes, though. Oh, they, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, uh, there haven't been a, a lot. Now they didn't them, get much past Trace, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There, there haven't been more than a. I go out with my little container, but I eat every one no. so far. <laughs> and then at some point, you'll get overwhelmed if it starts raining. You know who doesn't like figs? Doesn't like them? Dr. Stein. Really? Huh. So I carry him with me when we're looking at figs. Yeah. Yeah, so I can eat all the figs. But uh, 
a lot of people think they're too sweet because I'm diabetic and anything too sweet is they're pretty like they're honey. Pretty sweet. You just got to be a little careful. Oh so. yeah. Uh, don't don't eat a bucket full. Is that what you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says uh, as he ignores his advice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Peggy Martin Rose is back on sale. Ten dollars off. Now that apparently in, doesn't in, mind water. In a three gallon. Apparently. Uh, or, or salt. <laughs> yeah, or salt. <laughs> yeah, that was. I guess that's uh, Dr. Bill Welch's really only uh, plant that he's put on the market. Uh, but uh, he's got pretty pictures of it. And, uh, and still got some fruit trees. Two for eighty dollars. What? What? Uh, is it all kinds of fruit trees? Yeah, most of them. I mean, there's a pretty good selection of peaches and pears. There's still some plums. Okay. And some apples. Apples. Uh-oh. I wasn't gonna say apple, but I think <laughs> I'd say at the end maybe he'll just pass on it. <laughs> you can't grow. That little poor little boy. I hope. I hope he's not listening. He's so cute. I want an apple. Let's see. David. 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 I planted an apple tree at my daughter's private school, and it's still functioning. Yeah, oh, it right. still has apples? Uh, I don't, I've never been there to see if it has apples. I drive by, it's alive. Okay. Yeah, it probably has. Do you remember what variety it was? No. Okay. Well, that was nice. Well, this has been a tough few years on fruit trees. Yeah, yeah. In San Antonio yeah. proper. Well, even in the hill country, it's not been great. And the crepe myrtles mm-hmm. starting at twenty nine ninety nine. Attractive bark and brilliant fall color. That's one thing we don't uh, think about on the crepe myrtles is uh, when the leaves begin to turn in the fall. There's some that are a screaming color. One of They're the pretty color. I, I kind of noticed one of the problems with noticing them is that the, the the fall is not distinct when it comes, you know, so you get a few few, yeah. few showing the fall color and then later you get a few more, you know, if you're from up north or even the hill country, oh, yeah. it's all, all of them uh, usually, at once, huh? yeah, so that you get a real display and then everybody notices them, yeah but you, you know, quite a few people will go and they say Gosh, I didn't realize how beautiful those uh, uh, maples got in the, in the fall. Why don't we promote them more? Well, you never know when they're going to be. Well, let's yeah. do this. So let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, okay. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, don't forget uh, for the... If, no, I'm not. Hey, uh, okay, I don't know how to fix that. 
Um, <laughs> if you're worried about insects, if you've seen the news on mosquitoes uh, and malaria, in the first <laughs> cases in a long time. Uh, they've had malaria in San Antonio? They've had it in the U.S. I don't know if it was in San oh, Antonio. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, but it's the first time in a while. What? What? <laughs> oh, it's there. There, 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 you are. there you are. Okay. Guess then, where they had it, Milton? Where? Louisiana. Was it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. No, right. I'm not sure. Uh, there it is. That's a, it's a good guess. Okay. Anyway, if you don't want to worry about mosquitoes, you need to call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, it's Spider-Man. They've been doing this since 1976. They have a variety of different ways to treat. So they're, uh, they, they're, they do do fogging, but they also have the Into Care uh, mosquito trapping system that they're having a lot of success with. They were, uh, to give you an, an idea of their credibility, uh, they were one of the few pest control companies uh, that uh, were chosen to uh, introduce it to San Antonio. Check them out online at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call them at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Well, Trace, it's the first day of July. It is. Oh, I, I make sure you're. Yep, yep, you're there. I found out this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, the New Year is beginning. Uh, the is half over, but the uh, I've seen her. Happy lot. New Year, right? Happy half year, yeah. <laughs> uh, what should folks be doing in the garden now that it's July? Well, they need to start thinking about removing their tomatoes. All right. It would be very nice to go two weeks without their tomato plants before they plant their fall crop. There you go. That way, if there's any remnants of spider mites there or you know. anything like that. They, well, do you recommend your, your trash bag system, whether they see spider mites or not? It's better yeah, to be safe than sorry. They probably got a spider mite. My, right. I still don't have a single spider mite. Well, and if it's, uh, I, always, no, I hope he can see them. I, I always hate to put things in the garbage sack if, if they uh, will uh, be contribute to the... Uh, Compost pile. Right, but the average person does have mites, and the last thing they want to do is stick in the compost pile. Yeah. If it's compost pile is far enough away, it really doesn't make a big difference. Wind still blows. <laughs> Sometimes it blows in the wrong direction. Uh. All right, so you mentioned two weeks coming up. Um, so I'll probably. What does that mean? I'll probably have some tomatoes in small quantities this week. Oh, wow. Um, it will get better each week to about the middle of July, and then it'll start to go back the other direction. Probably yeah. the third week in July, and then it'll All start right. going back the other direction. Yeah, well, so so everybody out there needs to set their priorities, what their favorite are, and you kind of uh, set a little, if I see this one, I'm going to buy it. If I don't see it by a certain day, I'll buy whatever mm -hmm. else is there. So uh, a lot of times, uh, if you... Uh, pass up one of your favorites you're gonna not see it again in the fall so what, get it when they're yeah. available what else uh, are some things people can be doing guys that you have oh any pre-emergent <laughs> any fertilization this time of year they can also be planting peppers oh okay parsons potent chili penguin peppers mm -hmm. uh, have you heard anything about the joe's no. I haven't either. Uh, they just call me when, hey, do you want these now? No. <laughs> they haven't called me on that one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, they were doing a test on the seed. And uh, uh, usually when the seed germinates real well, <laughs> they don't call me. They just, they just uh, pot them up. 
But got, uh, and uh, you've got time for another crop of zinnias, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we got a lot of choice of uh, zinnias and uh, uh, vinca and uh, pentas here. So and let's see. You got There's a lot of buds on the uh, Greg's Mist flower. Oh, so gosh, they'll be blooming yeah. here pretty quick. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. The minute you get them in the ground, they will start blooming. So there, so we got, let's see, until the end of November. Yeah. How many months is that? July, August, <laughs> September, November. So four months of the blooms. Yeah. You, you would even get a few, uh, your, z- your zinnia seeds, you'd even get a crop uh, by now. But um, the weather didn't cooperate. It wouldn't last long. But uh, Yeah, probably probably marigold seed, too. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Like I said, I used to plant them in and the, now and for my mother you, in Tennessee. We're we're doing a radio show. Can you want to come on the air with us? Oh, okay. I think he just wants you. <laughs> All right. You want to? Um, oh. Yeah. Guess I'm gonna go. I'll go help him out real quick and then come back. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six. By the time we get home, Dennis will have emailed us where the cases of malaria are. <laughs> I bet it's Louisiana. I don't know. But did you see? The, did you hear they were looking at a an exotic kind of uh, route? A, the, the was not from a mosquito here. What was it? It was a. It was like a third. Oh, it was. Uh, I think it was mosquito. In one of the normal places that has malaria, hmm. bit somebody, and they came here. And oh, okay. And then they, then the mosquito here, got some blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's so. If that's you, a little different. If yeah. You, well, that's if, that's what they if, hope. Uh, and then, and then it, it becomes less yeah. of a, a more of a travel issue than a uh, epidemic issue. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, the health department used to have people uh, raise chickens. And inspect chickens periodically uh, to to see if if they have malaria. Huh. Huh. And uh, it's just sad to see a chicken with malaria melting. I bet. Oh, look at the pup. <laughs> I know. I was I was always having to get malaria shots in my exotic bird Uh-oh. watching. Oh, days. Okay. But I mean, they were not. They were not very. Challenging. Well, what kind of medications? The person that wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about tomatoes a while ago. Uh, Neil writes, plant small or mid-sized varieties for fall tomato crops, just as you do for the spring. Large fruiting types like big boy and beefsteak don't s- set well when temperatures are above 90 and below 70. Uh, like the fall plants will encounter. Now, there's a way. There's a way you can avoid getting big boy and beef steak. What's that? You mean like follow our recommendations? Yeah, buy here. Yeah. Buy at Millburgers. Yeah. You never have you ever sold a? You oh. might have sold a. They were they made a. a big grill occasionally. Big, uh, not beef steak. It was a in, supposed to be an. In, Improved beef steak. Uh, Is that a lamb I, roast? I would, I would never have them for the fall, but there are people that demand to plant those. Oh yeah, yeah. so we, we get small quantities mm-hmm. in the spring. 
And, ba- and big girl occasionally shows up, huh? <laughs> early girl. Yeah, early girl. You're right. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah, we tried uh, early girl at the botanical garden because one of my volunteers just insisted that uh, early girl, and that, of course that was that was Mr. Fanick's favorite plant mm. of a variety. When I came, when I came, we came up with Spring John. He said, "Well, why don't you use this?" early girl it's it's just as good as that i said no it's not and so <laughs> he he would always, he had the early girl for maybe maybe two years after we started pushing spring down and oh. they, they were coming in with tomatoes as big as a basketball when uh, uh early girl didn't have the first fruit on it but uh I saw it, someone it, bragging. Do we ever get Louisiana Creole tomatoes? No, they're huge. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, our, our purple. That's uh, the the one that Cherokee purple. Cher- Cherokee purple. Yeah, it always had a representation in our contests. Yeah, they didn't have very many, but they had big tomatoes yeah. and big ugly ones. I mean, all kind of shape and things, but tastes good too. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, the tomatoes that we get here are are suited for the, yeah. for the garden. S- and semi-determinate, or yeah, and they're they're some there's they're not as awfully large as uh, as the uh, uh, <laughs> the ones I just mentioned, but. Uh, they're they're large enough to where you got to plant them early, like now, uh, to to get some ripe before they before the uh, frost fr- uh, freeze, but get some. They got much better names: Red Snapper, yeah, and yeah. Valley Girl. <laughs> I mean, Val Valley Cat. And I love, a, I love a Valley Girl too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He said, uh, the small tomatoes will set fruit when it's cool, and they'll set when it's warm. It ain't warm now. It's hot. You know, my 90 degrees at 9 o'clock, that's been pretty consistent several days in a row here. But uh, anyway, the uh, you will, the earlier you plant... Like uh, next week or week after, uh, the chances are that you'll have more ripe tomatoes on the on the vine. Now, you'll have to green tomatoes on the vine, but uh, when and it freezes. But uh, those four gardeners that call us are always <laughs> looking for green tomatoes. There you yeah. go. There you go. Maybe we'll uh, collect them up here. But there, there's it's surprising how many of the. Uh, we generally they'll get to be a good size, and then they'll ripen in the house. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Billy is in us those pictures okay. of uh, some that he had ripened in the house. They're beautiful on the on his cabinet, but uh, they, uh, yeah, they're they're ripened in the house, and uh, 
you don't have, won't have to cover the plants. I wonder if Drip Steve is still planting tomatoes. Have we heard? Yeah, we haven't heard he, from Drip he Steve moved, in a while. He moved from his regular house to the to, uh, oh yeah, that's right. But he had smaller, a he had a smaller garden. Yeah, he had a, pa- a patch though. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he was a really skillful gardener too. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the the ones that we recommend, the large fruited ones, are not as large as uh, beef steak and big boy. But uh, like in in Tennessee, big boy is what they've planted for generations. And tycoon can get almost as big. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah still, that's true. So bountiful. <laughs> but uh, and what's that? I was trying to think the. Uh, there's another one that we usually end up with, red, uh, let's see, there was, of course, red snapper, but they're... Tycoon. Um, is there an S? Uh, Milton, you remember? It's a, it's a big one. It uh, was one of the rodeo tomatoes uh, oh, before Tycoon. Surefire. No, no sure that was a small medium, one. Yeah. Oh. I love Surefire <laughs> in the fall, especially. Yeah. Well, you great. mentioned Tycoon. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh well. You know, you, you have a rough idea what I'm talking about. No. No. Um, <laughs> you could Google uh, rodeo tomatoes. I bet you will find. Oh, there yeah, you go. That's uh, it's on Plant Answers. I've got a list of them here in my. Oh room. yeah, well, now it's a race. Who can get there first? <laughs> but it, it's quite uh, quite often appears Milton in that. Will. Maybe in yeah. The, when Trace gets that first uh, sa- uh, s- sample, it's quite yeah. often included in there. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. What not more, not uh, celebrity. No. No, it's celebrity is not bad for the fall, but it in our test it's it's never been one of the better heat setters. Uh, the one generally the ones we promote now are heat setters. Mm-hmm. In other words, they don't care about ninety degrees at night. But anyway, have you got your list close? Let's see. Yeah. Well. How far back should I go? I mean, I got twenty years. <laughs> go of... back to Tycoon and, and stuff. All right. Let's see. How far back was Tycoon? <laughs> but Sunbright, uh, HM eighteen twenty three, Red Deuce, Bobcat, Valley Cat, Tigers, Red Deuce. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That was that one? That one was relatively large. Yeah, right? that's a good one. Too. Yeah, Red Deuce. I don't know why I thought there was an S in there. I guess because of the C. <laughs> what is uh, Dennis mentioned? You mentioned Dennis a while ago. Uh, you know, last week we were talking about uh, chiggers. Uh, do dogs get chigger bites? <laughs> we said, ask, I ask. And it says, if you've ever taken a walk with your dog in the woods or through a field, only... To have your best friend scratching up a storm for the next several days. Red deuce. You might have experienced a chigger attack. These are tiny red pests. Are so t- small that you might even not even notice them on your dog. But once they become a source of itchy discomfort, they're difficult to ignore. Chiggers in their larvae stage feed on a variety of animals, birds, and reptiles. Hmm. Can you imagine a snake with a chigger? 
<laughs> trying to scratch a chigger? Well, how do they scratch? Well, if 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 uh, they yeah, do get on them, the ground, this is the year because they has <laughs> been a lot pretty. Of chigger? Oh gosh, well, how about in your uh, wildflower patch? My I, I let mine grow <laughs> huge, and every time we, I and the dogs, the dogs have stopped, started to stop now. So I finally have broken down, and we've mowed. I haven't noticed any, but that doesn't mean anything. But I guess if I got bit, I'd notice. <laughs> you didn't. So you have haven't got bit. I have a news flash. What? I wasn't going to say it till tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yes. Am I on now? No, uh, you're on it. Okay. So the tomatoes that should show up yes. this next week. <laughs> Celebrity. Yes. Red yeah. Deuce. Yes. Red good. Snapper. Oh, good. Yes. Tycoon. Yes. All right. And Thunderbird. Those oh, are wow. good. Yeah. That's good. That's pretty Li- good very limited numbers, four and a half inch pots. Oh, good. Do you want people to reserve them ahead of time and they're just coming well, in? Well, they need to show up first. Just because oh, okay. they <laughs> say they have them and I order them doesn't mean they materialize. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It would be end, end up like the mutiny in Russia. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's a good selection there. And uh, they're in a four and a half inch, which means. They'll be easier to establish. If you, I, I, I think you could probably go straight into the garden with them, but unless you want to try the pot and potting up technique yeah. Yeah, to grow could, them a little bit larger. We, uh, and you could experiment if you got a couple, a few extra. You could yeah. experiment. But this weather has been so unpredictable that you. Yeah. yeah, I'm not always sure what I've learned from <laughs> from the severe temperatures or the drought. Or yeah. Well, the deal, the deal is, uh, as I've talked, I talked about last week. Uh, I doubt if there's going to be very many gallon containers tomatoes around. So you probably ought to grow your own gallon tomato, and then uh, and buy the mix. And uh, let's see, you've got you got black pots here, gallons. We do. Okay. Yeah, but then then the other. Uh thing is too you know we a lot of years jerry we've talked about the in this hot weather the tomatoes with the thin leaves yeah, and, yeah. and then we've always said just be calm be patient <laughs> which the minute, people won't do <laughs> yeah the minute the, the evening temperatures are reduced it'll be a quick recovery and it comes through comes through every year they didn't take them long at all to get full size and start yeah. blooming <laughs> and you could you could prevent a lot of that by growing them in the pots and keeping them in afternoon shade, morning a little morning sun and afternoon shade. And at this time, you you don't you know they won't. They say tomatoes won't set fruit in the heat or in the shade. But uh, the deal is uh, at this time of the year we're growing a plant. We want to grow a plant. To maintain to collect that fruit, so that they, they don't get. Even though there are determinate tomatoes, uh, they really won't start blooming until <laughs> they get the larger surface. Well, I, w- I won't tell my uh, tomatoes because it seems like this time of the year, if, they, <laughs> if they're in the, the the shadiest part of the garden, yeah. they do great. If it, and then. then the uh, other ones start recovering as soon as the cool weather comes. Yeah, especially the cherries, too. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to take Our a quick job is to, gar- is to grow. Yeah. Yeah. A quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Verde Road with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, we're going to go to North Texas now. Her Greg is on the line. He's our pepper person from Dallas. Oh, great. And we need to get him your potent penguins. Okay. And we've the got Le- plenty. And the LaJoes. Hi, Greg. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you? Good, gentlemen. How are you all today? Good. What's going on? I was going to give a report. Uh, on peppers and tomatoes, and then ask if I'm if I'm being a fool or not with uh, tomatoes. So I'll get your opinion on that. But okay, uh, ready? I, Are you ready? <laughs> You're being a fool about those. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say that to you and Milton. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay, quit no, being I, a fool. Okay, I'll quit being a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so speaking of that, I uh, <laughs> so my my rodeo tomatoes have have kind of sputtered out, and Good. so I've I've kind of picked what I what I've could uh spider spider mites got one but the other did pretty good i never had mites on it and it it produced a lot um so with with that uh given that we're probably looking at the fall crop um yeah here here's where the foolish part tell me if i'm a fool here okay uh, oh, wait a minute the, i can tell you now okay let him talk <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Did I enjoy this? <laughs> okay, go, my, go ahead. My rodeo tomato that, that didn't have the spider mites, it, it continued to have good growth. So last yeah. week, I um, oh, the top of the plant had five or six really good new growth shoots. So I, I clipped those off, and half of them I put just in cups of water, and the other half I put into some potting mix with some rooting hormone. Uh, in hopes that they'll root for a fall crop. So is that fool. is that going to happen fool. or is it not? Stop it. What are you being a fool? Stop it. How am I doing? No, you're not helping him. <laughs> that's our job is to help. Well, that's that's what a lot of, a lot of people do uh, that can't get our recommended tomatoes down here. Uh, you know, yeah. they're up north or somewhere. Uh, they root a cutting. They, they stick a cutting or something of their best tomato and uh, yeah. root it. But usually, usually, let's see, we're this is July, right? Mm-hmm. July first. Yeah, uh, you might have time to do it. Uh, they they root very rapidly. Mm-hmm. But but uh, if you if you come into San Antonio, you'd be ahead of the game to buy one from a seed for a new one yeah and i'm i'm actually going to be down there but it won't be till mid-august so i i, I just can't get down there till then okay um, 
So I figured I'd try to at least root them. And uh, I always listen to Neil Sperry, and he he talks about this week being the time to to get them going. So these cuttings I took, they're all uh, multi-branched. Uh, oh, yeah. about maybe maybe 10 inches you know from where I cut them uh, oh, to great. the top so yeah. they're they're established I just I just hope they got time to root and, and get oh, going oh yeah they're they're rooting uh, three to four days okay good, good. and uh, keep keep them in the shade don't don't put them in the hot sun no yep got them in the shade yeah okay and who, who was that fool you said you listened to Oh, uh, Mr. Sperry. <laughs> who's going to listen to that fool? Right, Milton? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to get Neil on the show. Well, well that, that gives me something to do before church oh. on Sunday. So oh, I'll yeah. Listen to him. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a good one. Yeah. In fact, well, go ahead. So speaking of the, oh. the, the seeds on the rodeo tomato, how? what's the best way to collect the seeds or, or prep those seeds for next next uh, spring well you get if you got the fruit and it's ripened mm-hmm. or, or red even red in the green fruit when you cut it mm-hmm. uh, you, you can just squeeze it on a I like to use a, a cardboard plant because it, it'll stick to it you know if, if you just squeeze it out the placenta will stick to the uh, cardboard and then you can okay. just well, once it dries you can rake it off now okay. if, you, if you want to do a lot of them uh, again on plantanswers.com uh, it show, shows how we extract hundreds of them uh, we uh, squeeze squeeze the uh, seed and, and juice into a glass and, and put some put a little bit of water in it, wait till it ferments for about three days, depending on the heat, and uh, then wash wash the seed off with a uh, heavy spray of water, and then... Uh, uh, then and then you clean off the walls and the ceiling. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and then you, uh, then you pour the cleaned seed out on, on, on a piece of cardboard or paper or whatever you want to use but that gets the placenta tissue off of it okay do i need to refrigerate that seed then over over the winter well it wouldn't hurt once you once you've cleaned it and dried it thoroughly uh you you can put it in a jar with uh let's see what is it flour <laughs> Or uh, something, uh, but uh, and and dry, put it in a refrigerator. I, I keep all my seed in the refrigerator, as you well know, mm-hmm. and lose most no, for, ye- for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, I heard you guys a couple of weeks ago reference the Lajol seed, and so speaking of fools, <laughs> uh, my my friend that was supposed to be the Lajol guy, uh, he he harvested seeds but then he left them in his garage and uh never refrigerated never even put them in a baggie or anything and and so he tried to germinate some this uh february and of course none of them took so 
Hmm. So unfortunately, there is no Lajol seed to be had from the North Texas operations. So yeah, well, we we've got some plants uh, coming, and uh, you, you buy, they should be available about the middle of August when you come down. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I'm going to have some time. I'm there for a conference, so I got oh, I good. have some time to come over to the nursery. Yeah, good. Give, give us a call a week before, but I. I was asking Trace a while ago, had he heard from the grower how the seed germinated? I had seed from 08 and 09. And uh, usually him not calling me and telling me that they didn't germinate is a good sign that uh, they probably all germinated. Good. And he doesn't know what to do with all the seed. But... uh, uh, given uh, we'll, we will have LeJoe when you come down. Okay, good. good. And don't, yeah, I, d- I, don't bring your friend coming down too? No, it's just me. So I'm, well, I'm going to keep well, him tell, in my possession. Tell him I said, fool, <laughs> don't do that again. <laughs> Did I get it? He sure yeah. like to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll pass on the word to oh, okay. him. Yeah, yeah, thank you. As long as he's not coming down, he's <laughs> yeah, coming down. Yeah. We didn't we didn't say anything. <laughs> I, that's all right. I'll I'll call him a fool myself. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. I think I I think I did when he said he couldn't get him to germinate. <laughs> you want you want Greg to give us a report on his tomatoes that he? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. You want to call? How how soon should he call us? When should he call us? Next week? Week? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it'll be. They might be rooted by next week. You 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 put them in hormone hormone again? Uh, a, a couple of them I did. I I put uh, rooting hormone on the where I cut it. You know, there at the bottom and and stuck those in potting soil. And then I I stuck two or three just in a glass of water so I could see if they were rooting or not. So. Food. They, all, they don't they don't all, put them in water. <laughs> well, I was trying. How many, to how, many large, how many large plants have you grown in water? Uh, well, well, none. This is my first year to do tomatoes, so I'm oh, learning. Okay. Did did uh, did my buddy Neil uh, Sparrow say put them in water? No, no, no I, he didn't. I, I figured I'd just try it and see what happened. But they, they stayed, uh, no, if Neil and I to say don't put them in water, don't put them in water. Nah, I think I think you should try anyway and see what happens. Fool. Well, the the good news is they've uh, they've stayed vibrant and healthy. They haven't wilted, so uh, well, maybe I can oh, go ahead yeah. and put them in soil. Cool. There you go. Well, right. Yeah, you can root them in water, but you then you have to acclimate them to potting mix slowly after you do that. Hey, we how to, so, oh. so how do you go about doing that? You want to hang on a sec? We got to take a quick break, get the news. Can you hang on a couple yeah. of minutes? All right. Yeah, we're I'm gonna good. come. I'm we're going to come back in just a second. 210-308-8867 is our number. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We'll tell you how to acclimate uh, your tomatoes right after this on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our number 210-308-8867. 
Greg, I can't believe you held on, man. You're a brave, brave man. All right. Greg is still on the line. He wants to know how to acclimate those. Uh, is that the fool? Uh, stop it. Stop beating up Greg. The fool from Dallas. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I can remember that now. All right. Uh, but anyway, uh, you want to put a you want to put them in a very loose mix and keep them uh, very moist. Not not wet, but just moist. And like a, they, like a they, peat moss or something. Yeah, yeah, like a, a perlite. Okay. And uh, they will soon form roots in that perlite. Or if they've got roots already from uh, being in the water, uh, you know they will venture out into that perlite or medium that you put them in. But you can't. You don't want to put them in a, a tight medium uh, until they get their roots established. Okay. So I, if I maybe if I see a few little roots sprouting in the water, I could uh, when they're small like that, go ahead and move them over to a perlite or yeah, you could uh, do that. Maybe a, a mix yeah. of that. Yeah. Long as you keep them more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll try that out. See if I can't. Can't you would Neil have written about it if you couldn't do it? <laughs> That's right. That's a good statement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a good man. Did, uh, hey, I, I got a question. I think I heard y'all were talking about deer-resistant plants, which uh, which we don't have to worry about too much in Dallas. But did, uh, did Vinca, is that one of the plants you talk about that the deer won't chew on? Big time, yeah. That's it. That's a best flowering annual uh, that we can use in deer resistant air, deer proof air, deer areas. We've I was got, I was going to in, inject zinnia, but uh, uh, vinca is better in terms of deer proofing. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my so my dad worked for the well back in the day it was the Soil Conservation Service now oh, yeah. in RCS but he was stationed in Uvalde back in the early 70s and um, he's he's passed away now but he he had made a bunch of notes and I was looking through his old books and notes the other day and um, when he was in Uvalde he had made this note and why he kept it I don't know but he was talking to a rancher's wife uh, and she was asking about what she could plant around the house that, that deer wouldn't eat. And my right. dad had, he wrote down that he suggested Vinca because he'd never seen a deer in Uvalde County eat Vinca before. There you go. Was, uh, I couldn't remember if that was if that was one of the plants y'all had mentioned or not. That was absolutely one. That Jerry Jerry mentions is about seven times a day. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's the only choice people. <laughs> I mean, people have it. It's drought tolerant, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen a bug on it, eating type of insect eating it. Uh, yeah. It's it's bulletproof, and it. We, we when we grew it out in the field, there was an irrigation uh, shortage or an irrigation uh, decrease on it, and so they they came to me and said, well. Uh, we'll have to quit watering your vinca. And I'm talking about we had 12, 15 rows, 200 feet long. 
I said, oh. all right, we'll just see what they do. They did nothing. I mean, they, 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 did, they, you couldn't even tell they took the water away from them. Huh. So they're, they're tough to plant. Yeah. Well, your dad, your dad was right on the beam. Was he, was he, uh, where was he observing them? Uh, uh, he, he didn't say, but yeah, he was stationed there for Uvalde County. Um, okay. And, and he, you know, his specialty was, was grass, the range, range of grass. Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, and, and some soil, you know, preventing soil erosion, uh, with some of the farmers. But he, yeah. he always kind of ventured into, he said he, uh, he, I remember him telling stories, you know, he'd, uh, he'd be out there visiting a rancher or farmer and inevitably he'd end up having to talk to the wife because she had a question about gardening. And he said, I, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know much of anything other than how to grow squash. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that when I, when I first came here, uh, I was de- deemed the, uh, vegetable specialist. Mm-hmm. And so inevitably, <laughs> when you go to visit somebody or a grower or whatever, they would be asking about their vegetable garden and they would be asking about their grass and the lawn and the <laughs> flowers and whatever. Mosquito control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, how, to, how to get water lilies out of the, <laughs> out of the water, plant ponds. <laughs> but uh, you, you, know, you have to learn that stuff in self-defense. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what Dad said. He he knew enough to kind of keep the conversation going, but uh, <laughs> and then and then when it got to a topic he knew nothing about, he he'd always say he had another meeting to run to. So <laughs> to there you go. <laughs> oh, Jerry's going to start using that now. I, I always said when I except he doesn't run anymore. <laughs> uh, he had a meeting to walk to when it when it. Uh, when that came up, uh, a question that I didn't know the answer to, I would always say, I'm the vegetable specialist. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. We want to hear how the tomatoes do, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a call and let you know if, uh, if they rooted good and, and whether it looks like i got a fall crop coming. So, if, uh, they, if they didn't root, if for some reason they didn't root, you know what we're going to say. Yes, I'm prepared. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Greg. All right, guys, y'all have your weekend. <laughs> bye bye. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You were going to talk about crepe myrtles. I'm seeing them exfoliate all over. Oh no. I uh, know. Do they dropping? Scre- do they scream? Dropping leaves? No. They're, they they're bark. They're losing all that bark. Isn't that exfoliation? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Some people say their bark is worse they're, than their back. Oh, but I haven't is, heard that about crepe myrtle. Yeah, yeah. This is the time, though, too. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where I read that. Read that, but there was a uh, yeah. Watch for exfoliation too, even though people aren't noticing it as much. When the weather's like this and uh, blooms look so good. I see them. They have them in our building, and so I see them all along the parking lot. You can see the, the wind is blowing the uh, the bark all over the place. All right, but what you got there on crepe myrtles? Yeah, you're not supposed to pick the scabs off, are you? I don't know. 
Foo, I don't think they have scabs. <laughs> Will is what? on. Well, Will is on the foliating. I don't the bark. know. That's Will, a scab. Will's got a question on firecracker bush okay. versus the deer. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Will, what you got going on, man? I, I know the vinca is good, but uh, Dave had a good article about the new firebush, the superstar. And I wanted the only thing I couldn't find in that whole article was deer resistant. Do the deer like it? No. They don't? No, uh uh-uh. Yeah, it's a good plant okay. for deer. Yeah, it's uh the, the article was on uh firecracker bush? Yep. Okay. For, yeah. For the I, superstar, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think they've just uh named that as a superstar. It's uh, a good superstar. Yep. I, I always talk about it out here. The, the deal is <laughs> uh, it's a little bit like firebush because it really doesn't start blooming its prettiest unless it's in the full sun and hot as hell. But oh, okay. uh, if you if you got that situation and and poor soil and everything else, that's that's the one to use. Okay, okay. Do, they have, uh, do they have it at Millburgers right now? Well... Let's see. They used to have it. I used to point. Oh, there, there's one sitting under the uh, some fit sitting under the oh, uh, firebush. Sure yeah. Okay. Uh, another another plant that uh, I was just noticing it blooming that in my neighborhood the deer don't eat is a Mexican honeysuckle, which is a shrub. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's got the orange blooms. Are you familiar with it? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Uh, okay. Good. Yeah. Because that 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 one's a. That was a good one, and it's That's pretty drought, too. Drought, drought tolerant and a nice, nice shape. You don't have to do a lot of mm-hmm. uh, pruning. Okay, and the other thing, I just uh, I have a, a ruby crush that I from last year's tomato that I happened to throw against the wall and behind a is a bad <laughs> is a bad tomato, and this thing came up and it's got some of the nicest uh, ruby crush tomatoes on it right now. It gets the morning sun and afternoon shade, and yep. it's just it's just going crazy. <laughs> and and they, they they taste just as good as usual, huh? No, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're and they're nice and big. They're they're better than the ones that I grew in the pots earlier. Uh-oh. They're all done now, but yeah. So just want to let you know about that. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thank okay, you, Will. Take care. You take Bye-bye. care. That'll free up a line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's consistent with our. When it's 100 degrees out, yeah. uh, morning sun may be enough. Mm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. 210-308-8867. Mine that has seven tomatoes on it only has morning sun, too. <laughs> you don't seem impressed. Uh, oh. Yeah. 210-308-8867. If you just had 700, I might have believed it. No. 70. 70 would have been okay, too? No, just <laughs> seven right now. But we've eaten a bunch of them. Well, I bet you had 30 at one point. Uh, <laughs> did you? Early. probably eaten about a dozen. Did you put Osmoco Plus under there? Uh, I think Laura used the uh, the Miracle Grow, the water soluble. Oh, that's sad. It's, I'm just I'm bragging on it because we've treated it poorly and it's still trying. What? Now yeah. you look angry. That's not enough. That's not enough fertilizer. All right. Not enough nitrogen. Well, we're going to pretty much be out of the season anyway pretty soon, right? <laughs> well. In time for the next season, you yes. can do. You can double, <laughs> the, uh, what, double the capacity. Is well, how, how tall a plant is it, did you say? It's not very tall. Like maybe it's, two, three feet. It's in a pot? 
Yeah. Okay. You know what what I would do if I were you? Uh, Fool. (laughs) (laughs) I would take all the blooms and all the fruit off. I wouldn't let it. And put it in a larger container. And uh, I don't, I think it's too, I don't know if you'd get your money out of uh, Osmoco Plus this late. Oh. Because it goes. For that particular plant. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, I would refertilize her. Don't they have some uh, uh, organic, slow release stuff? We'll have to ask Trey. We'll ask him. And probably put it in a larger pot, Milton. I think I have a larger pot. There you go. And put some more potting mix in there. And then put some of that organic slow-release fertilizer in there. And uh, every time you uh, every time you water, use miracle Grow. Okay. Every time you water, Milton, every use miracle Grow. You could so once or twice a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what 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 is easiest is if you got one of those plastic garbage cans. You just mix up the whole. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then every time you're going to water, you just dip them. You take a scoop of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we got to help Cindy on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Cindy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Good, thanks. I just have a question about a, a Mexican sycamore. It still hasn't fully leafed out, and I don't know how to help it. it, it I think it was drought damaged last year. Mex- drought, Mexican drought. sycamore? Okay. Yes, yes, sir. Um, is it a tree? How, how tall is it? How big is it? It's it's grown a lot. It's it's quite tall, but it's um. I mean, it's way above the roof line, but it's um. Oh, okay. It's only got it's only got leaves on the top half, if that, and I don't know why it's not leafing out all the way to the bottom like it always has. <laughs> uh, it could have been a coal damaged. Uh, I I I have never heard a conversation about Mexican sycamore getting drought drought cold drought tolerance but uh have you but uh, it, it is alive at the top you say oh yeah it's leaked out the top part just not the lower part and i don't know what to do to help it it was the drought not cold i'm sure it was the drought damage uh-huh. yeah what yeah uh, they like water yeah, what uh, have you done in terms of watering this? Latest? I have I have done everything. I've watered. I've I've fed. I've I've mulched, and I just and prayed, and I just don't know what to do. <laughs> so when you watered, you just let the hose run on the, the yes, base sir. there. Yes. Well, I think it'll. You just have to give it give it a little time then, because they're they're okay. pretty tough. How long did you let yeah. the water run on the base of it? Hours. But I'm yeah. I'm doing this every day for months now, and and like I said, I think it was the drought last year because we've had good rain this year. No, we have not. Well, better uh, than last year. <laughs> well, yeah, this last that, that three week period that we we did pretty well, but yeah, but we're back to the same now. Right, right. That aquifer is dropping three feet a day now. No, I know. Oh. That's why I'm that's why I'm watering now. Yeah. But, yeah, but uh, you, uh, tell me how you watered. Did you put the hose down the hose. there next to yes, it sir. and just yes, let sir. it slow run for how yes, long? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, for hours, hours at a time. Good girl. How many hours? 
Several. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I mean, the you... grass is all green, so. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. No. Uh, but... Have you heard Milton talk about the uh, tree hugger sprinkler? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I should do that? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I get, you probably want to get the big one. The, okay, well, do you, do you think I should, um, is there any way to tell if the bark is just damaged and that's why the branches aren't coming out again, or? No, no, that's not the problem. Oh, okay. They, if, they wouldn't be coming out at the top if the bottom was extremely damaged. Okay. But uh, I, th- I think uh, you need, yeah, and you get one of those tree hugger sprinklers mm-hmm. uh, and, and turn, and I've got a, a write-up and uh, yeah, dem- demonstration on plant answers, mm-hmm. and uh, basically I was trying to keep my citrus alive until it froze off road. But uh, I show how the how much you turn it on. You just barely turn it on, mm-hmm. uh, where a squirt is coming out of each uh, orifice. About uh, four to six inches, no more than mm-hmm. six inches, mm-hmm. and let it run. I, we were saying uh, on your water day, you know, you get your timer mm-hmm. and turn it on uh, seven to eleven, right, Milt? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, on on for that'd be four hours, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yes, four hours. Uh, in the morning, and then in, in the at night too. Now you got to remember that, that. How old is a tree? It's about two or three years. Oh, just Maybe two or three. three years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every every plant, uh, every uh, new plant that's been planted within uh, only two to three years ago have been in a droughty condition with mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. uh, dry uh, subsoil. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. So uh, basically, you're watering the uh, the root ball of the tree mm-hmm. that you planted. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if it's been in the ground to a couple of years, you've got that, uh, you probably want to get the larger one, to what, mm-hmm. 12 inch? Uh, uh, 11. 15. There's 15. 7, 11, and 15. And 15, and uh, open it wide, uh, probably two to three feet out from the uh, the trunk, mm-hmm. and then do your slow watering, because mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that root system has gotten out that far in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but okay. uh, uh, it, it, as long as you can keep it alive. Uh, uh, keep those leaves on the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be dropping soon, won't they? That uh, sycamore. But I hope uh, not. Uh, well, don't they? Don't they drop leaves in the? Not in the until fall? not until November. Yeah, November. Yeah. Yeah. So five months in the fall. Yeah. But uh, I bet if it gets better, I hope it's going to get better. You get maybe a little more rain. Uh, it may pop out all well, over next spring. Well, it's it's uh, 
trying it's trying to recover the most important portion of the the foliage and then if it mm-hmm. gets that under control then mm-hmm. i think you'll see you'll see the, the those mids stems will start mm-hmm. leafing again too but I, I just didn't understand why the midsection wasn't wasn't leafing out like the top it can't i, uh, I, I think you're you're right there's damage there there's drought Right. No, no telling what the drought did to the root system. Mm-hmm. So it's got it's got enough root system to uh, support some new growth on the top, but so far it doesn't have enough root system to completely mm-hmm. refoliate. So that's mm-hmm. what you're that's what you're trying to get to. So there is hope that the, some new branches will come out in the oh, mid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. As long as because I didn't know if they were ever going to come out. So you got to be patient, girl. Okay, that helps. That helps me a lot. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. Yeah, you. You take care. (laughs) 210-308-8867. And, of course, the tree hugger sprinkler that we are talking about. Not yet. Hold on. Oh, okay. That's a hard, if you don't know, if you haven't heard us talk about it, it's a hard plastic sprinkler. You can see it at treehuggersprinkler.com. Three sizes, as Jerry mentioned, 7, 11, and 15 inch. And it's got a a hinge on it, so you can open it up. That sounds better this week. I got it today. Yeah. And then close it or hug it around the tree. And uh, turn it on, as Jerry said, just a little bit to water the root ball uh, really efficiently, deep watering. Or turn it on a lot more. And apparently Donald Duck is uh, is, is your landscaper. Uh, but to water away from the root ball more toward the drip line. I use mine, as Jerry said, fool. <laughs> Why aren't you using this product on your Belinda's dream? Uh, my the uh, all I used it. I did did just turn did it on. You, did you not believe it would work? No, I just didn't think about it. Isn't that stupid. <laughs> I don't know why. The I guy's doing all the commercials. I know. I I used it for other stuff. My grasses <laughs> and all this other trees and stuff. But oh, it's wonderful on on trees. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's now the yellow leaves have all dropped off. It's got new growth on it, and it's got a bloom. So it's yeah. love. It's loving it. Find it here at Millburgers. Find it at H E B. And find it online, so you can see kind of what we're talking about it at TreeHuggerSprinklers.com. That's TreeHuggerSprinklers.com. You'll love it. It's a great tool to have. All right, back after this on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Lots of good calls today. If you've got a question, you call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, while we were talking about watering, yeah. I got uh, <laughs> and everybody asked me, what, what, what are you going to be talking about on the radio today? I said, watering. Yeah. 
Apparently, it makes a difference. Yeah, Milton. <laughs> through the through the ages, Milton you, you figured have, out. Y'all should have taught me that sooner. <laughs> we, you know, we talked about uh, putting it under the air conditioner so when uh, yeah, I remember that. Would, uh, and that's the truth. <laughs> that is, we had a window unit AC. Yeah. Oh man, That'd make the difference. Oh, I, I was growing the most beautiful plants <laughs> underneath there. <laughs> that it's was amazing. That was, what that water. That was brainless. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, Neil has a quick rundown on a quick tip on watering new plants. And by new plants, talking about t- less than two years, two years or less. Okay. It says, if you only have time to read one sentence about watering new plants in your landscape, here it is. You must water newly planted trees and shrubs by hand or with a wraparound sprinkler uh, for the first couple of years in the ground. Okay? To get them sure. Said the plants have been growing in a loose, lightweight potting soil to lower labor and shipping costs. Those lightweight soils dry out much faster than heavy clay, heavy native clay soil, so the new plants will become drier faster than established plants in adjacent soils. Uh, sprinkler or drip irrigation alone will not be suffice, will not su- be sufficient. It won't soak all the way to the bottoms of the root system. You must water the new plants by hand or with a very slow application water system, uh, such yeah. as the wraparound sprinkler. Yeah. And Neil likes one the called... Tree hugger, yep. uh, yeah. tree hugger. Uh, he likes one uh, called water breaker. Hmm. It's like a shower head. It breaks the flow of the water. And it makes makes water and go much faster. But uh, I like the tree hugger because you can control the flow, and so none of it runs out. Oh, it says uh, here are the ground rules: give each new plant an amount of water equal to the pot from which it was planted. That means a five-gallon plant would get five gallons of water. 10-gallon plant would get 10 gallons of water, and a 20-gallon plant, that's a big one, gets 20 gallons of water. Unless it rains, unless it rains heavily, I would say even if it rains heavily, because that water is not going to soak into a, a dry soil. Water every other day now until late September non-negotiable hmm is that what he says yeah wow he's really getting yeah it would he's be he's putting his foot it down would be, it would be almost impossible to overwater plants at these temperatures and uh the uh say so use a water breaker or water bubbler on the end of the garden one so you can irrigate at full pressure without washing away the soil from the roots it helps if you have a shallow berm build up around the plant to retain the water. 
fill the reservoir a couple of times as needed to allow the water to soak in deeply to all roots. See, you don't have to do that with the uh, yeah, cause tree yeah. hugger because it, it soaks in the, in the roots as fast as it's applied. But uh, we, we're still not out of the drought, that's for sure. And uh, we haven't we had dropped, a... Uh, we dropped, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, well, maybe f six weeks ago, we had, uh, the aquifer level had risen, risen by uh, 15 feet. Yeah. It's, it's dropped at 15 feet again now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was dropping three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half feet a day, and uh, <laughs> the uh, the water flows uh, are very have slowed Something down quite pulled, a bit. No, I didn't. I didn't do anything. Are you messing with Calvin again? Is it here no, now? I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, okay, so keep that in mind. The lady with the the sycamore. Yeah. That's why I kept pressing her for seeing how much she would put in the water on that. Even though she would water, even though people watering by hand, uh, they don't put enough, they don't put enough water on that. And, you, and uh, to find out if your subsoil is dry, uh, those, those people that have been to the hospital and got their fingers patched up, for testing the soil, see if it's dry, see if it's dry. you know, they yeah, stick their fingers in there, like Trace was telling us to do. Uh, that, that, even if you, <laughs> the only way that would tell if it's dry is it would tell if the root ball is dry. It doesn't tell if the subsoil oh, is dry. Okay. And, uh, but most people want to stick it stick their finger in their uh, soil around the root ball. You ain't doing that now for a three-year drought. Yeah. You're breaking your finger off if you're doing that for a three-year drought. So just, you don't need to th stick your finger in there. You don't need to stick a rod down there or see what it is. It's dry. <laughs> just tr Everywhere you are, it's just, dry. Just trust you on that? Yeah. <laughs> Should I say fool? <laughs> but uh, it is dry. You're, you're plugged you, in. You need to. You're plugged in. You need to slowly, uh, re re, uh, you know, re re wet the uh, subsoil moisture. But anyway. Yeah. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Oh, she's getting some citrus. That's a pretty one. No, yeah, it is. How to rush over there. That's the one I wanted. <laughs> That'll make her want that even more. <laughs> just, uh, like just the sight of you yeah, rushing yeah, over there yeah. would probably frighten her. <laughs> yeah, frighten her. <laughs> All right. I would, you I, hearing us now, Kevin? That was that would scare her. Could, could be. Uh, but right. anyway, Kevin wrote about some things that are blooming now. And he talked about plum, blue plumbago. Which is on sale. Uh, Turk's cap. I think that's on sale too. Almost everything's on sale. Flocks. And uh, 
I talked about fanning flock. We had uh, uh, two to three weeks ago, we had some fanning flocks for sale. Uh, I was amazed. Uh, but uh, I don't know if we've got any left. Probably yeah, very few. No, it's, it's, it's in my and uh, I can hear it. And also miss flowers. Miss flowers. And that, that misflower is, is phenomenal <laughs> uh, because of, of the butterflies that attracts and especially the uh, queens. Is that what they call them? The queens butterfly? <laughs> well, when I first saw a misflower, it was, I was out of Malcolm Beck's at Gardenville, and I thought all those queens were monarchs. Until I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to uh, Austin and given a dog good garden talk up there and was talking about all the monarchs I saw on this flower. At the, nobody corrected me, but at the after the meeting, uh, a butterfly expert came up to me and said, "I'm sorry to tell you, but those are not monarchs; <laughs> they're queens." So I got a hard lesson. But uh, it's interesting how they attract that that misflower attracts only that one I, I went out oh no it attracts the others but they, they're not that monarchs thick, huh? are not there except in the spring and in the fall yeah and the queens are uh, there take everything. over <laughs> but uh there's a, gi- a giant swallowtail will yeah. go there too yeah i didn't see uh oh he's headed to the center <laughs> he's coming right at us <laughs> there, were, the there were just two of them here oh uh, yeah <laughs> the uh but uh, when I, I guess when I was looking at that mist flower, there were so many uh, queens on there, and I'm talking about ridiculous number of queens. Uh, John Thomas, uh, Wild Seed Farm, have a bunch of them planted out in his his uh, demonstration beds, and uh, from the walkways you can see all those butterflies on there. But I, I never have taken the time, I guess, to see what species are. Yeah. There. Well, I would suspect. Yeah, the queens are probably the dominant, but I would suspect golf fritillaries are yeah. there. And uh, sulfurs, probably. So yeah, and uh, the uh, giant swallowtails and black swallowtails, yeah. and probably tiger swallowtails. Yeah. Lots, lots of them. I mean. Uh, that, that mist flower is an uh, all-star uh, nectar source, and uh, it, you know, you. When I write about it, I try to describe it. You know, <laughs> about the best I can do is it's old-fashioned, falls over, <coughs> but covered with uh, these yeah. little blue blooms, and they are covered with butterflies. Yeah, even the even if they fall over. The butterflies will still yeah. get on. Well, and hummingbirds like them. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was excited uh, earlier, I guess last week, to find out that they've got the uh, coral vine for sale here uh, in three-gallon containers. And uh, and the neat thing about it is these are red. Mm-hmm. These are the very rare red Ooh. coral vines. Uh, you know, our friend was going to, because I didn't know if we were going to have them this year, but our friend up in east, northeast of here or east of here, 
uh, you're going to root me some. Well, you're going to root me some. I told him that. He came and got them, that came down and got them last year. Mm. And uh, he said they stay, they're staying red, huh. uh, uh, which uh, I was kind of dissuaded by the fact that uh, we planted them at, uh, at one of the growers' places on its chain link fence out front. And for two or three years, they did, they took that fence in within two months over the top of it, uh, and it's an eight-foot fence. But uh, uh, then after it froze down back to the ground a couple of years, the red was no longer there. Huh. It's pink? Yeah, just a pink one. Yeah, pink. I know the pink. Pink's blooming up a storm right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're content with pink rather than the red. <laughs> yeah. But uh, both of that, them that upset me because you know if we'd have, we'd have probably made that that plant a Texas superstar. There's and, nothing that could compare to it. Yeah. Well, when I when you compare the pink and the red, it's kind of unusual. I I think we've always you and you you've promoted this that that the red blooms as aggressively as the pink. Yeah. Yeah. But does it ta- does it take over the backyard as aggressively as the? Paint? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a the saving grace. The thing that saves it is it freezes back. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah otherwise it would take. No, it's kind of like Caravan's cat claw. Yeah. You know that's that's a wonderful plant too, but it it freezes back every year. But the neat thing about it is it, it'll grow up to the trees and over the houses and stuff mm-hmm. when it comes. Well, back. and I t- I told you this was several years ago, but I told you when I went bird watching at Trinidad <laughs> one t- one time, and there, I th- as far as I know, it was native, but it had grown over the whole the forest. Uh, yeah, yeah, moved it grew from the coast uh, right from the water line all oh, the way wow. up until it got to the shade of, under the forest <laughs> and they work the workers were trying to repair some road and everything and so they they had to have a, a equipment there every day to go through and <laughs> scrape the scrape wow. coral vine out of the way it was you couldn't even walk in it we, we have a you mean cat's claw cat's claw no coral vine oh coral vine yeah. We have a Chinaberry question at 210-308-8867. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Millburgers Garden in South Texas. What's going on? I got a Chinaberry. Got a volunteer Chinaberry in my garden. Yeah. I was wondering. I, I got some remedy. Can I set that Chinaberry and just uh, press up that remedy on it? It'll kill it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I heard y'all talking about doing that on uh, using brush killer, I imagine remedy would work just as good. Right? Oh yeah. How big is it? Oh, three or four feet. Oh, yeah, I, oh yeah. I just cut it, cut it with the pruning pruning shears, and then put a little of the remedy or the cut vine and stump killer right on that cut. Yeah. On that. You probably I probably. I can do that. Be volunteers that I don't like things. Procedure. Yeah, uh, you probably wouldn't wouldn't even need to cut it. Just spray it on the bark. But then you got to stare at it for <laughs> a few. I days. mean, you're, you're going to eventually want to cut it. Up. Yeah, yeah. Because it's ugly. 
I mean, <laughs> it's, e- it's even more ugly when it's a uh, bare stem. Will you quit it? Uh, you see, he's talking big now that Johnson City Joe can't get him on a no. line. He changed question. our phone numbers, isn't yeah. that right, Miller? <laughs> I have what, could I ask another question? What could I use? What kind of herbicide can I use, like, in the irrigation ditch to kill plants? In the what? Irrigation, irrigation ditch. ditch. Irrigation well, ditch. The far, farmers all use Roundup. Just use Roundup? Yeah. It's, remedy would be too expensive. Well, yeah, remedy is more expensive I think than Roundup and it's and it's more full volatile and potent yeah yeah you, uh, uh, you ra- Roundup is you know what's going to do yeah yeah okay. all, all the all the farmers use on the irrigation ditches those that still have irrigation ditches everybody's kind of converted over to uh, solid set irrigation pipes but right. uh, uh, they would spray the Spray with Roundup uh, periodically to get rid of the purslane and all the weeds in the ditches. Uh, well, I really have. A, I'm on the Sekia. There, you know the original Sekia. So yeah, I wanted to spray spray that thing so I don't have to. So my water flows better. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why they. That's why they hear uh, farmers spray it. But uh, okay. you know, I, I tell the story that. Uh, there's a certain group of people that love to harvest uh, wild purslane uh, for salads. And uh, they would always come out to the farmers and say, do you mind if we harvest the purslane off your irrigation ditches? Of course, they said, well, no, you go ahead and do that. But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> they forgot what? to tell them that three days earlier they'd sprayed with Roundup. Uh, hey, thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, thank you all. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210 210- 308-8867 and Tom is on the line. Hi Tom, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Uh, I have just a couple of questions. Want to know uh, next year when is the best time to put a pre-emergent down for uh, sticker burrs and um, Johnson grass and what would be the pre-emergent to use? Well, March 1st is a good target date. And then uh, then again on uh, June 1st to June 15th. Um, let's see, Dimension is one. Crew is another. And, uh, I think those are the main two ones. Yeah, the other, the, our favorites are no longer manufactured, so that way. So those two are the ones we use, crew and dimension. Yeah, they put gallery in with uh, dimension in it. Oh, oh, yeah, as a for crew. Yeah. Yeah. So crew is a little more expensive, but uh, it's it's uh, covers uh, both for a little bit better than uh, dimension does. Yeah. My wife says I already have dementia. 
Well, no. Good one, dude. Dimension is worked. Yeah, Dimension has worked well for a number of years. We used to always mention it along with. Can you remember XL and uh, yeah, Gallery and Amaze? Amaze, yeah. Yeah, Amaze isn't available anymore. No, uh, now some nurseries. I don't know if Trace has still got some here, but uh, no, the the uh, factory was in China, and uh, there was a big explosion or fire or something, and they haven't resurrected yeah. it yet. Is is crew with a K or a C? C R E U, yeah. C R E U, okay. And uh, March first would be a good time to put them down, or June to. Well, yeah, both. Both because the thing about sticker birds is that they'll germinate over a huge period, a long period, hmm. and uh, like this year they didn't have germinated much in the spring, but. <laughs> After the that, rain. Rain, that rain spell. In fact, Trace Trace was saying, put it down even if you didn't put it down in March because uh, the March, there was no action between March and June. Yeah. There, well, we've uh, got sticker burrs already popping up, so probably not. Uh, yes, a little well, late yeah. for those, but you can, you can bet your life that uh, there's more coming. Yeah, and then huh. you can also bet your life they're going to come next year with, yeah, because you got a seed source this year. Uh, well, are you in Wilson County? In uh, Bandera County, just outside Bernie. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, uh, Kirk, Kendall uh, County. That, yeah, Kendall. that's a, that's Kendall. a that's a state flower of a Wilson County. Yeah, <laughs> there's also some little sticky brown plant. That has Bigger. multiple Bigger's little slice. sticky yeah. things. Yeah, yeah it's, it's called bigger's lice. If you got pets, it's the worst. Or sh- even these uh, fabric shoes that gets yeah. stick or jeans that sticks to everything. Yeah, Trace. Uh, okay. This person. Dimension will do good for that too. Yeah. He. Yes. We recommended uh, Dimension. Amazing. Okay. Oh, and well, uh, he said his his, his wife says he's already got that. Uh, okay. Oh, I've had Dementia for a long uh, time. Uh, <laughs> just, oh. I could. I love that. Was that? Do we? Did, did, I didn't get that. Did I we, thought he had a, d- a bag uh, of Dimension no, at home. No. <laughs> did we uh, tackle both your questions? You did. I appreciate it. Y'all do good work. Good luck. Thank you, man. So, uh, we, are, right. we are past the natural seeding point for that, but we haven't had the rain. Oh. So uh, I still think there's time to put a pre-emergent up and have uh, have some effect. They're up. His are up and mine are up, the sandbirds. Oh, the sandbirds are? Oh, wow. Okay. So what do you have? You have, they, I think they mentioned crew, dimension. Yep, and um, there's one more in there. I can't remember. I can't remember it. Gallery. Uh, no. Well, yeah, but that's not going to help you with leaves. that. Um, barricade. Oh, barricade. Okay. Barricade. That's nice name. <laughs> I've got exciting news. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got this email. I hope, I hope my son's not listening because he flips out when I get these emails. In my trash into my trash. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We got Ray on the line real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, 210-308-8867. Hey, Ray, what's going on? 
Hey, real quick. Uh, about 10, 11 years ago, I planted a peach tree, and it's, the yield was great, sweet peaches, all that. This year, there's quite a few peaches, and they're about the size of an almond, and that's it, and they're starting to ripen. What's going on with peach trees? It's an old tree. They're old trees? Yeah, there's one tree. It's about 10, 11 years old. It's got about an eight-inch diameter trunk on it. It's, oh, my Didn't get uh, free, any freeze back, did it? I'm sure it did. I didn't have to trim any limbs or anything like that, so I'm not quite sure. But this any, is the thorn? first any thorns? Any what? Yes. Uh, on a peach tree? Oh, on a, a, a rootstock, potentially. Yeah, but it's an old tree. Oh, it's a citrus. I, yeah. yeah. No, it's, no a, it's a peach. It's a peach. Peach, peach. okay. But it's an old, old peach. All right, uh, we've got about two minutes. You can, I'm just telling you. <laughs> But anyway, the uh, they're small. Uh, are there a lot of them? I mean, a multitude of them? Yeah, there's quite a few. And actually, about the size of an almond or your, your thumb. Yeah. And they're starting yeah. to ripen like, like the big boys. Okay. Um, Is it, it, what's the life expectancy? I'm thinking it's probably about the end of it. Yeah, uh, 10, 10 to 12 years. That'd be normal. Yeah, I'm right in that. I'm right in there. Yeah. But uh, but I don't think that affect the fruit size. I don't either. Uh, I, I I would bet on freeze damage. Where where okay. do you live? Where do you live? New Braunfels. Oh yeah. Well. Well yeah. You might be a little bit colder up there. Well, some. Have uh, you been watering? Uh, not probably enough as I should have. I'm trying to conserve. Yeah. I, you know, I've never I've never fed the, the peach tree. What's a uh, feed a peach tree? What should you feed it? Yeah. No, what? Yeah. What? What? What should you feed? Uh, do you? Do you feed? Just, just a nineteen five nine slow release that we sell, applied okay. in uh, September, in spring. Yeah, September and spring, fall. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank okay, you, Ray. All righty, we got to run, and uh, we're going to be back. What about my in, great news? Uh, I don't know. Generally, I don't. If Jeremy's nervous about it, I don't want to hear about it. All right, we're going to be back. Uh oh. All right, we're going to um, be back tomorrow. We have Carrie Milberger's at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On behalf of Trace and the Docs and myself, thank you for listening. And thanks to Al for doing a great job. Back tomorrow on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.